Hey, hey, sisters, welcome back to another episode here on the Intentional Mom Life with Jesus podcast. We are back today with part two of this mini series with Natalie Hickson, where she is talking about being an angry mom. Yesterday in episode 162, she shared her testimony about being an angry mom and coming out of that. Today, she's sharing more of that practical and tactical how-to, sharing the difference between normal anger and destructive anger. She talks about what destructive anger looks like and then shows us how to release and move beyond working through that in the moment anger with her sit and pray method. Welcome to the Intentional Mom Life with Jesus podcast. Do you desire balance and want to glorify God with your life? Are you often up late at night conflicted between whether you accomplished enough or you were present enough with your kids? Do you wake up with big, ambitious goals only to feel overwhelmed by all the things on your to-do list? Hi, I'm Sasha Star Robertson. I know the weight of that stay-at-home mom life. It can feel like a burden to stay on top of things when you don't know how to manage your time and struggle to read your Bible. You want structure, a routine that flows, and a little time to pursue things for yourself without mom guilt. But you keep telling yourself, there's no time, and I can't find a good schedule. Well, sister, you've found the solution. On this podcast, you will find encouragement to help you live rooted and grounded in Christ, time management tips for busy moms, and mindset shifts to help you feel organized, productive, and peaceful, focusing on what matters most. So grab your cold brew or kombucha and strap those kiddos into the car seat, and let's jump into today's episode. I know you have a lot of tips and tools as well for like, how can we identify destructive anger or these emotional outbursts or whatever you want to call them, how can we identify them to then be able to move forward and overcome? Yeah. So our emotions, many times we feel like our negative emotions are bad or there's something wrong with us for using them or feeling them is what I mean. Um, But really they're a good thing. They're there to stop us and slow us down. I mean, the Lord experiences these emotions too, right? So anger isn't inherently a sin, but you know, so that feeling of it isn't a sin, but what are we doing with it? Right. So what are we doing that hurts other people? Um, so, so negative emotions, we've got fear, disgust, um, sadness, anger, and then we have happiness or joy, right. For the positive one. And of course those can separate into all kinds of different categories, but those are kind of the main ones. Um, and oftentimes, like you were talking about your experience, oftentimes sadness and disgust and fear, those will move right into anger because anger is a power play. Basically it's what we use to protect ourselves. Um, we'll go, go there. Cause then we don't have to, especially if we don't know how, which is really important that we have to learn how to process all of these emotions. If we don't know how to process fear or anger or fear or sadness or disgust, then we're going to go straight to anger to just protect ourselves. And that's where we get into the destructive anger versus what what's destructive or, and what's normal, healthy emotion of anger, right? So the ways I like to look at it is if we're using an emotion to move us to an action that hurts our relationship with someone else or hurt somebody else, that is where we're in the destructive category. And that can look like a gamut of things. It can look like screaming and rage, throwing things, physical abuse, um, silent treatment, threats, belittling, um, 
being snarky, you know, and, and like joking in a not nice way, those type of things. Um, so it can look like a lot of different things in that. Um, and then we've got the, the normal mom anger stuff. So it's normal for a mom to have to raise her voice or talk sharply. Those things are sometimes tools that moms have to use to get their kids' attention, right? And if if you've been someone like I have, where in the past you used screaming and rage was a thing, then raising your voice can be a very sensitive thing. You can feel like you're, you've totally blown it if you raised your voice. In reality, what were you raising your voice for? And what were you saying when you used your sharp tones and, and raised voice, right? So that's a normal thing to, you know, get the kids' attention. But if you're screaming to a point where you are screaming, you are full-fledged. I remember checking out. I remember screaming in rage and then coming back and being like, what just happened? And like you were saying, um, it feels good to go there. Morbidly, it feels good to go there um, because it's an energy release for us. And so I will tell moms who've dealt with that. Um, I don't like in our house, my husband has screwed all the door jams into all of our doors because a door slam is a thing. We're okay with a door slam in the house. It's fine. Release the energy, right? Um, you're not hurting anybody doing that. Now, if they go past that, if they repeatedly slam the door, then we take a door off, right? Until they can calm down or that's the consequence for them. But um, a door slam, fine. Let's release that energy. I remember when Enya was an infant and she, I was struggling with her sleeping. I would lay her down while she was screaming in her crib. I would lay her down and I'd be so angry. And I just look at her and say, it's safer for you to be here and me not to be. Mm-hmm. And I would go into my room and I would scream into the pillow and like hit my bed, you know, just kind of throw my little energy tantrum. So it wasn't hurting her. So, um, I've told moms, if you need to do that, get your kids to, to scream with you. Like, let's all be lions right now. We're all angry and frustrated. So let's roar. And I've had moms do that and it works really well for them. And so the kids don't think that they're, you know, you have that energy, you need to release it. Like, you don't want to release it on somebody, but it's okay to release it, right? So it's okay to <sighs> sigh. It's okay to stomp your foot. Um, Whatever you, you know, and, and prayerfully come to that, because maybe for some people slamming a door or, or roaring like a lion isn't going to be healthy for their kids or whatever it is. So that's the prayerfully walking through. But anyways, there's the difference really between destructive anger and normal healthy anger. It's okay to release that energy. It's okay to show your kids how to release energy in that way. Um, I've had moms get Nerf bats so, and say, this is the bat and here's the couch or the pillow that you can hit when you're angry. You can't hit your siblings. You can't hit mom, you know? So um, there's lots of different ideas and stuff to work through in that. Um, How do we work through anger in the moment though? So what I teach and practice is sit and pray. And so it's an acronym. We'll go through that quickly. Sit is stop, separate. So if you have the ability to separate from your children, go to the bathroom and shut the door. That's the sit and pee part. You lower that pray down to a pee. It kind of gives you, oh yeah, bathroom. Everybody goes to the bathroom. <laughs> now I know toddlers can follow you to the bathroom. So if they need to sit on, remember that analogy or that thing with Enya, safer for you to be here. If it's safer for your toddler to be banging on the door where you, while you're sitting and taking a moment in the bathroom, that's okay. If you cannot physically leave your children, you can't leave the site, that's fine. 
do something in an active. So if you're on the floor, get on the couch. If you're in one side of the room, go to the other side of the room. If you have to keep your eyes on them, that's fine. But remove yourself from the situation in some way and say, mommy needs to calm down or we need a calm down moment. So there's the sit or S. The I is inhale. As soon as you start to feel frustrated, start breathing. Um, it literally calms your body down. We have a bone in our brain called the sphenoid bone. It looks kind of like a butterfly. And as you're breathing, it massages the pituitary gland. And it, that's sending out hormones to calm your body down. So it's really cool. It's why deep breathing is so important and healthy. So start taking those deep breaths. Um, T is tune in. So as you're separating or as you're, or you're focusing on this, you start going, okay, it's all right that I'm angry name the emotion. It's okay that I'm afraid. It's okay that I'm disgusted. It's okay that I'm afraid or whatever. You name the emotion and tell yourself it's okay. And you validate it. It's okay that I'm feeling this way. Anyone would feel this way in this moment. It's it's okay. Um, so what's going on though? What's going on for everyone that we're feeling this way? Are we overtired? Are we overstimulated? Are we hungry? Are we hormonal? You know, and you kind of go through that checklist in your head for you and for whoever it is you're dealing with, your husband or your kids or whatever. Um, so you're just taking that moment to check in. Doing all of this is keeping you in the moment and it's helping you stop from getting to that rage point, right? Because what happens when we start to get angry is if we don't check in, we start spiraling and we start following stories that we're telling ourselves and we start going down some really bad places, right? Why am I a mom? Why do I have kids. I don't like this. I hate this. I don't want to be here anymore. I can't stand this anymore. Why did I do this? You know, like all these negative emotions and thoughts from our own sinful human nature and from the enemy who's going to try to expose it as well. Right. And so if we can keep ourselves in the moment with that sit and pray, that helps. And then of course we move to pray and we're asking not for patience. <laughs> I always say, don't pray for patience. You'll definitely get practice for it. Um, <laughs> you want to pray for um, discernment, wisdom, strength lord how what's going on how can i work through this in a healthier way help me to put myself offer the empathy like how put myself in my kids shoes how are they feeling right now you know what what are they seeing from their perspective because as moms and we're putting out all the fires and we're doing all the things it's so easy for us to look at our kids and go i already told you this 15 times why are you not listening to me right and and that's a fact right a three-year-old, even a 15-year-old doesn't have the reasoning capacity yet. You have to repeat yourself. It's just, that's how their brain is developed. And if we don't look into that and understand that, we think our kids are just defiant. They're just doing it to get us upset. They're just doing it because they don't care or they don't love us or whatever. We follow these little stories in our mind. And so we have to really look at what's actually going on here. Let's put myself in my kid's development right now. Um, their prefrontal cortex doesn't develop fully till they're 25. That's reasoning. And the way that they are processing life in, in the ages that we have them in our home is through their, um, I can't remember right now, I'm losing it, but the, a part of their brain that it's the emotional way they, they think through their emotional regulator, right? And so it's it's through emotions that they're reasoning, not through actual logic from from the part of their brain that's not there yet. We are that logical. We are their cortex in that moment. And so if we're just feeding off their emotion, 
then we're just projecting back to them and we're not getting anywhere. That was me and Enya to her two-year-old tantrums. I was throwing my two-year-old tantrums because I had not learned my, and if you think about it, my cortex was just finishing at that point. Cause I had her when I was like 23. <laughs> so, you know, it's, it's one of those things where, where are we in our development? Where are they in theirs? And when we look at those things, it's easier for us to look at their, um, tantrums and their attitudes and all of that and and be able to go oh this is normal for them and that this is therefore good to see this type of they're developing well (laughs) right it's it's not for us to have to take it personally but it's just learning and through that sit and pray we can do that also through the trigger tracker that you're um anyone can go download for free off my website that will give you moments after after you've calmed down from a, a situation, go and use the trigger tracker and kind of process through that event. And these are things that you can give yourself that time to go, oh, I never thought of it this way. Or yeah, I want to do it this way differently next time. And, and you can pray about it. And so it just kind of asks you to process through that. Um, I've said a lot. I could say more about recovery if you want me to, but I, I'll give you the mic. <laughs> wow. I can tell you are so, so knowledgeable on this topic. And I love that earlier you had even said like, you know, sharing your story on another podcast and other podcasts has, you know, brought you more clients. And as you've worked with them and just fully leaned into this, you've learned even more. And I think that's so huge because when we, I I read this quote and it's very wrong. So I hate to even quote it, but like (laughs) it's, it's based off, it's not based off of the actual scientific research that was done, but people have like made charts that made charts and made charts and statistics that are not accurate based off of the research, but they, but nevertheless, it does end up being true. I think that, you know, when you teach something, you've learned it at a much deeper level because you've involved all of your self into that process, right. To like be able to, to take it in and then rephrase it and and put it out and teach it in a way that's rephrased or digestible. And and you've, you've had personal experience through it. And I'm just like, wow, you can really, really tell because you have so much information and it's so valuable. And so I love that you broke, broke apart the difference between normal mom anger, right. Mm-hmm. and destructive anger and kind of that almost like mom guilt that sometimes comes up with that because there have been times I have been very firm with my son and like slightly raised my voice and I'm like put it back in the bowl now you know and sometimes mm-hmm. I'm like I'm such a bad mom because I mm-hmm. am tying it to those times where maybe I did slam doors or I did like scream in a rage you know mm-hmm. and And it's very, very different. So I love that you pointed the differences out between those angers and that the reminder that it's not about necessarily how we're feeling. It's okay to feel how we're feeling, but it's what we choose to do, the actions that we choose to take based off of those feelings. And um, that really ties in heavily to the mindset framework that I teach with my clients across the board about everything that we discuss, just how much the mindset matters. And so I love that you did bring it into that as like, we can have thoughts and feelings about things, but it's how we choose to respond to them. That's the big difference. And, um, your sit and pray is like 
So, so good. And I love that you provided this like scientific information about breathing because mm-hmm. I think all the time I'm like, tell myself, okay, let's take a deep breath. And I didn't realize that there's like a bone that massages like a part <laughs> like, of your brain when you do that. How cool <laughs> is that? Um, and then just about our kids' brains developing, you know, they're not fully developed until they're 25 and they're fully operating out of the emotional state. And it's yeah. our job as parents to operate out of the logical state, to not join into their miser- um, river of misery with them, to mm-hmm. not match their emotional state, but to be that constant study for them. And so um, so much goodness there. You mentioned the trigger tracker that people can go download. Where can they find that? Where can people find you and connect with you if they want more information or uh, maybe even yeah. to step into this coaching relationship with you if this destructive anger is something that they struggle with? Yeah. So I'm over at NatalieHickson.com. Um, and that's H-I-X-S-O-N. <laughs> and you can also find like on the blog, there's the sit and pray. There's like a little PDF you can print out. Um, there's the soul refresher. That's what I use with my clients to get in the word every day. Um, lots of different resources over there on the blog to check out. Awesome. And as usual, guys, I will include those links in the show notes. So you'll be able to go find all those resources that Natalie has shared with us today. Wow. Such a powerful episode. I just want to ask you for One little bit of encouragement for moms who, who are hiding and struggling Mm -hmm. with this, who maybe don't have somebody close to them that they know that they're comfortable to share with what, what bit of encouragement do you have for those moms? And what would you, what would you say to speak to their hearts? Yeah. So first of all, I mean, being one of those moms, having been in that place, crying on my closet floor so many times afraid, right? Afraid that I was going to hurt my children, afraid that somebody would find out. Um, You're not alone. I mean, you are a special person, but you're not a special snowflake as my life coach has told me before. (laughs) Um, It's someone else is going through or has gone through what you're going through right now. And um, the power of prayer is so, I mean, it's just, if, if you, if you feel burnt out by prayer, I've been praying, 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 nothing happens. Keep praying, keep praying. Um, because when we connect with the Lord and we trust him, he will bring those people into our life. Absolutely. And so don't give up. It's never too late. You're not alone. You've got to reach out for help because if you don't, you will end up in the places that you're fearing. And that's not where we want to be. There's so many people who are loving and compassionate and you would be so surprised. I mean, if you go to church or Bible study or something, if you just pray for the Lord to lead you to the people, but if you open up about your anger to another mom, you will be shocked. Even if you think this mom has it all together, you will be shocked at the response and be like, oh girl, I totally dealt with that. Um, start talking about these things with other moms and you can start out small. Have you ever slammed the door? You're really crazy. It gets so frustrating. We feel people out. Um, and, and if they're not saying they do, uh, many times too, they're afraid to share their own story. So by you searching out and actually trying to encourage another mom by connecting and relating, you too can be encouraged and, and grow. And so, and that's biblical, right? We take our, our messy life and we give it to the Lord and he turns around and uses us for his glory and purpose. 
So don't, don't sit there alone, reach out to somebody, anybody, but starting, starting with the Lord. Yes. And amen. I love it. I love it. Thank you so much, Natalie, for being here with us today. I know this episode is going to bless so many of the listeners. And, um, I pray, I pray that this falls on your ears gently, that it reaches your heart and that you will find those connections that you will reach out and that you will do exactly like Natalie has encouraged us today and pray for the Lord to come in and renew your mind and renew your heart and give you his strength. God bless you all.